Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Walker. Each week, I get to talk to amazing women about their epic adventures in motherhood. I'm so glad you joined us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. Today, my guest is Molly DeCrow. She is the mother of six children, and she homeschools, and she's active in her community, and she loves to craft and do small businesses, and she's just full of energy and sunshine. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode of the Epic Mom Podcast. I am so excited to have our guest today joining us. Um, this is my dear friend, Molly DeCrow. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. So Molly has, you have six kids, right? Six kids. Yes. Yeah. And what are their ages? All right. So I've, my oldest is boy and he just turned 15. And then I have four girls, ages 14, 12, 10, almost eight and then we've got another boy on the end, and he just turned four. So you have the bookend boys. The bookend boys, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Is is your youngest boy over-mothered? I've always wondered about oh. youngest boys after a bunch of girls. Cause... Yes, let me tell you, he is so over-mothered. And I feel sorry for his future wife because he just gets weighted on hand and foot around here with mom and four bigger sisters to take care of him. But well, it, it doesn't hurt that he's as cute as he can be. Yeah. He's so. sweet, hopefully not spoiled rotten, but he definitely, <laughs> definitely has a lot of opinions about being taken care of. So that's all right. It's good. That's what hey. the youngest is for. Boy. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Boy or girl. They should, that's they right. should assume there should be some being taken care of going on. <laughs> I totally exactly. agree. so Molly did you always want to be a mom um I think deep down inside I always wanted to be a mom I think there was a time during my teen years and maybe early college where the idea um, maybe made me feel a little bit more nervous um but I was so excited when we had our first and just fell right in love with motherhood and knew right away that I wanted to have a bigger size family and just really enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what I love about you is that it doesn't, it, you do not seem like one of those, oh my gosh, the kids totally outnumber me moms. Like, you got this. The, the, the kids are cute. They're well-behaved. They help one another. They're respectful and kind. You never seem, you know, particularly frazzled with your life. So I don't know what you're doing, but it's totally working. Well, I just say, you know, after some point, it just turns into a party. So it can either be chaos or it just can be a party. So you just have to make it fun. Otherwise, that they perspective. Do, they do tend to... Uh, they can overwhelm you when you're so outnumbered, but so just make it a party yeah, instead. I love that. I've never thought of it's that. A party. Whenever people say, "Oh my gosh, you have six kids!" like, and they look at me like we're crazy, I'm just like, "No, it's a party. It's fun all the time, and everybody always has someone to play with, and we like it this way." Such a happy perspective. I love that. 
because if your your perspective could be completely different and that would change the whole tone right you know like yes well and isn't that just so true for life it's all about your attitude yeah my kids that all the time about math too because that might not be some of their favorite activities but your attitude really does make all the difference so if you look at it like it's gonna be fun then you really can turn anything into a party that's our thing. into a party yeah I love I like it, it. Mm-hmm. I like it oh, I like it all right so you also have a lot of other aspirations and creative outlets and things like that that you do in addition to your mothering right so like your craft stuff so why don't you yeah. why don't you tell me about that so yes it's a blessing and a curse um I absolutely my mind goes 100 miles an hour all the time and has ideas of things I could be doing and want to be doing and businesses to start and projects I want to tackle and um I think sometimes I'm like oh just stop it and concentrate on the things that I'm really doing that are important like being a mom um which is my favorite job and the biggest job that I have but um I also love that I can keep busy and that my kids see me um, doing other things and doing things that are important to me. I really, um, I enjoy art and I make that a big priority. And um, I like to, you know, piddle with small businesses and I have a friend and I that we just started a nonprofit to do some things. So I feel like I'm always got a project going on. I want to write children's books and, you know, my mind's always going a hundred miles an hour, but I think, you know, just one thing at a time and don't lose perspective. So I don't lose of, perspective. <laughs> I try and remind myself that, you know, there's time in life to do a lot of different things, but I definitely keep myself reined in and hopefully stay present here for my kids too, which is, which, yeah, it's definitely a balance, right? Yes, it's the balance. So that's why I say it's a blessing and a curse. I definitely could keep myself very busy, um, you know, regardless of what's happening in our home. But I definitely enjoy the job that I do here the most. So, Does that make so what? tell me about this nonprofit that you're working on. I'm very interested. Okay, so um, we, let's see, where do I start? Um a couple years ago, I started learning about an organization called OUR that um, rescues kids from human trafficking. So that's and Operation it, Underground Railroad, yeah, right? Operation Underground Railroad is the full name. And um, yeah, they go into, they work in other countries to rescue children from human trafficking. And when I first found out about human trafficking, I was so just totally mortified on a number of levels. But it was one of those things where it was such a dark and yucky topic that I kind of just donated some money to them and was so grateful that they were doing something about it and kind of shut that box and put it away for a while. But um, as I've just learned more and had my eyes open to some more things, especially locally here where we live. Um, I just felt really strongly that I could do more. And so um, I have a friend here that feels the same way. And so we've started a nonprofit to um, help some local kids here in trying to um, 
get them help and aftercare specifically. So we are working on that. Um, she has six kids and I have six kids, so it's a slow project, but again, <laughs> but- um, you know, something that we work on together when we have time and I think it's good for our kids as well. They've helped us with a few of the projects and it keeps them, um, you know, doing something outside of, outside of themselves as well, which is good. That's awesome. So what all are you doing? Like, tell me about what is your, what does your (laughs) nonprofit do? Do you guys have a name? Yes, we do. The nonprofit that we've started is called One by One Initiative. And um, we kind of came to that. Um, after looking at the parable of Christ going after the lost sheep. And we just felt strongly that human trafficking is such this huge, overwhelming issue. But that as we just reach out even to one child at a time, what a difference we can make in that child's life. So One by One Initiative is our nonprofit. And um, we've done a few things. We've done some fundraising and um, things like that for local organizations. We've also done some fundraising for Operation Underground Railroad. Um, We've done a few um, events just to bring awareness to the local communities. Our main goal at some point is to open a home for um, girls between the ages of 10 and 16 who have been rescued from trafficking here in Virginia. That's our main goal. But that's going to be, that's a lot of fundraising and a lot of pieces that need to come into place. But we, we just work on it slowly and surely. And as God puts things in our paths and people that we can associate with and bring together, we're just getting a community here that can make that happen. So it's good. I love that. So you're just networking with your local community, finding different resources as needs arise. And yeah, we've made lots of good connections. Um, There's a nonprofit here that helps um, adult women who have been rescued or escaped trafficking. And so we work with them a bit. And there's another organization here that helps kids that have other issues and we're working with them and some people um, through the state department and, you know, all different kinds of contacts and people that we're bringing together to try to make this happen. So it's been an interesting project and good learning experience for us and for our kids, which is awesome. That is awesome. What kinds of things are you hoping your children are gaining from this? Um, You know, I think the number one thing is just how important it is to um, just look outside of yourself and your kind of immediate unit to find people who need help. And I think service in general is one of the most important things that we can teach our kids. It's so easy these days, especially I feel like for kids to get wrapped up oh, in themselves and social media and me, me, me. And I think um, just for us personally, it's really important that we help our kids um, just focus on something different, even if it's just once in a while, but just to go out and realize you know, how big the world is and how many problems people can have and what a good life they have. And it just teaches a lot of good life experiences, I think. I totally agree. Any chance we can give our kids to have an opportunity to gain a different perspective. Yes, exactly. And there's so many, you know, hunger and I mean, you know, there's any number of 
things that you could be passionate about. This happens to be what we're passionate about. But I think as long as kids are aware that there's other, you know, just other circumstances going on and other people and yeah, it's good for them. I think, yeah, and ultimately it'll help make the world a better place because as an adult, they'll have a different perspective, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully that can translate. I guess that's something all we all have to work on. <laughs> yeah, something we all, I was just going to say, something we all hope for in our own lives. Yes, exactly. So you homeschool, right? I do homeschool most of my kids. So my oldest son is um, autistic. Um, severely autistic. He's nonverbal. Um, like I said, he's 15 years old. Um, he's got some other mental issues and things that feed into that. And so he's happier um, in a real structured school environment. He gets a lot of um, therapies and help and things like that outside of the home that we couldn't provide for him here. So he goes to school and then I homeschool the rest of my kids. It's something that we really enjoy doing together. And how long have you been homeschooling? So we didn't start out homeschooling. Um, We started homeschooling, I think it's been about four years. Um, My older three girls had all gone to school um, at least for a year or two. And um, we just... We were happy, you know, there's goods and bads about both, but I think for our family, we just felt like it wasn't quite fitting the lifestyle that, that we wanted to have. And, um, it was a little bit of a scary transition. I was nervous for it. I never pictured myself as a homeschooling mom ever. If you'd asked me even five, 10 years ago, there was just, I never would have said I would have done that, um, But I just felt really strongly that God wanted me to have them home and teaching them here. And um, we have not looked back. We've absolutely loved it since we've been doing it. So what are the things you love about it? Well, there's lots of things I love about it. (laughs) Some (laughs) silly things like um, not having a tight schedule in the morning and not having a schedule Um, During the school year, we love to take vacations together, and that frees up a lot of our time. Um, I also love that it frees up a lot of our daytime. You know, we can homeschool in just a few hours, and then we have the rest of the day to play and do activities and sports and all those other kind of things. And then we still can be home together and have dinner as a family around the table. And I just feel like it makes a lot more time available to be as a family unit when they're not out of the house for, you know, seven, eight hours a day at school plus activities. I just feel like I never would see my kids. So I think those are some of our main perks. Um, I also have, um, I mentioned my son who's autistic, but a couple of my girls also have a little bit of um, some different learning abilities I think they all come with their own yes you know their own way of learning and some of them just didn't fit quite in that classroom environment so I really like that we can personalize the curriculum to what works for them and they can go at their own speed and they can get ahead in some areas and take their time in areas that they might struggle with and I just really like that it's personalized for them Yeah, that is definitely one of the benefits, I think, the personalization, which is also a challenge as the mom. Yeah. Because as the teacher, you're personalizing for everyone. Yeah. 
That's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what have you done to be able to, like, you were nervous and anxious about starting it. Like, how did you get through that? And what kind of resources did you have that made it so you could move forward with what you wanted to do? Well, I had this really good friend who was you. Uh, <laughs> I was not actually fishing for a compliment there, but I, but I, yes, I because rem- yeah, you started homeschooling when we first became friends. Right? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was so nervous about it. Um, but because you had homeschooled and I was able to talk to you and just, you know, talk through some of my nerves and some of the things I was worried about. And you could just, you know, help me walk through what a day would look like and, you know, walk, hold my hand through some of that first picking out curriculum and figuring things out. And it really was so helpful to me to just kind of have that crutch, you know, a person that's done it and been there and done that and it was fine. And so that was, that was a huge help for me to be able to take that, take that leap. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that I was able to help you. I'd kind of, I'd honestly kind of forgotten about that. Oh, such a, you know, it's, I don't know you, but it's true though. When you look at like any, any new thing that you're trying to learn to do, you need a teacher or a mentor or someone, but especially when it comes to like, like homeschooling or just being a mom, like, how important it is that we have one another. We can yeah. say, here's what's going on with me. Have you ever seen this before? Or Yeah, it's so helpful yeah. to have that sounding board or just someone to talk to and especially someone who's, you know, been there and done that kind of thing and can can help. It really, I didn't forget you'd helped us, Carol. It made such a huge difference for us and really did. Oh, I'm so glad. Really well, did enable us to make that change and it's just been such a blessing for us. So we we appreciate it. Well, I'm, I'm glad I could be of some, of some help. Mostly I was just excited to become your friend. And I was like, Oh, you want to talk homeschooling? Let's do that. You want to talk crafting? Okay, let's do that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is a typical day look like for you then? Um, okay. Well, like just for me personally, um, I, I get up a little bit earlier than everybody else. I really like to be able to start my day um, in the scriptures. It's important to me to um, to start there and kind of have that have that source of energy and strength for my day. So I get up early and um, spend some time in my scriptures and with God and meditating, and then um, I get my son off to school. And then we have breakfast together, usually as a family, my, the rest of my kids that are home. And then we get started with school right away. Um, we do what we call like a family basket. That's real common in school where we, um, you know, just kind of get through some of the curriculum that we all do together. We read and we do like science and some of those kind of subjects that we all enjoy and then we break off and the kids do math and English on their own at their like we were kind of saying on their levels and I work with them and they they know where they are and they can work on that and we try and have that done usually by lunch and then we'll do lunch together and then they've got a couple hours to um do any, finish anything up, do instruments, you know, that kind of personal study, quiet reading, things like that. 
And then we have the afternoon. We kind of clean up the house together and any ballet or soccer, sports, any of that kind of stuff in the afternoons. And then we try real hard to um, be home in the evenings and have dinner together as a family. And then it's, you know, a little bit of time together and off to bed. So I think that's a pretty, pretty typical day. It sounds like a great day. <laughs> Plenty Let of productivity that, and a little yes, free time. Right. Ideally, that is how it's typical. Right? Well, there are plenty of days when none of that happens. So that's just life. <laughs> yeah. Best laid plans. Exactly. By nine o'clock, you're like, okay, none of that's going to happen today. What's our new plan? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've all had that day for sure. Exactly. So what do you do to recharge so that you have the energy you talked about? reading your scriptures and meditating and are there other things that you do that just help you to have the energy and the and continue with your joy of mothering because you need to have molly time too right i i do let's see i i i would say the number one thing that i do to kind of keep myself centered and rejuvenated is that scripture study and that time with god in the mornings i feel like if I don't do that, I can see a huge difference in my day. And so to me, that is always my number one priority. That's a big one. Um, I also mentioned earlier, I really love to do art. And so just to have some quiet time in the evenings where I can sit down and, um, you know, watercolor or doodle or something like that while we're, you know, just having some downtime to me, that really, it fills my bucket. And I think that's important to do things that, that fill your bucket. And I also yes. think it's great to have time with friends. We mentioned that also just, you know, peers and especially, you know, other moms or adult women that you can get together with and have a good time and just have that, have that camaraderie is the word I'm looking for, I guess. But yeah, I think that fills my bucket too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It does me as well. And it's, um, I think it's important. Sometimes we're very sure to make sure that our kids have play dates that we maybe sometimes forget to yeah. schedule our own. Yeah, right? we need play dates. I love that. Moms need play dates too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially if it involves good food. <laughs> yes, right? Good food. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, if someone wanted to um, donate or learn more about your one-by-one initiative, where would they go? Oh, you're so sweet. Um, we are in the process, actually, of putting a website up. It's onebyoneinitiative.org. Um, it, All right. it will be up, hopefully, within the next couple weeks. Like I said, it's a it's a work in progress still. So, But that's well, if anyone wants to check it out, that would be awesome. I am so excited that you talked to us about that today. I'm really excited with the work that you're doing. And it's been something that's been on my mind, too. And I actually have... I, I have written the check and went, Oh, I'm glad someone's doing something about that. So now I'm like, yes. Oh, maybe I should be a little more involved. You're inspiring <laughs> me to look outside my little house. So oh. I appreciate that so much. It's a good, good, it's, it's good to be reminded that there's opportunities for us to look outside ourselves and even in small ways. And yeah, so I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to keep talking to you about this and see what more good. I can do to well, help. So you posted as things progress as well. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being an epic mom, Molly, and for joining us on the podcast today. I certainly appreciate your friendship and your 
your happy perspective. I was, I always feel better after I visit with you. So oh, you're thanks so for sharing your time. I feel the same way about you and thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's so great that we can, um, you know, just learn from one another and nobody's perfect, but we're all doing our best and we can all improve. So I think it's great that we can, that we can get together and figure some of this stuff out. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Yes. yes. Good. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, Carol. Have a good afternoon. Didn't you just love my conversation with Molly? I love how she said, it's not chaos. It's just a party. What a happy perspective. And if you are interested in learning more about ways to help with humic trafficking, check out her website, One by One Initiative. I will link the website address in the show notes as soon as her website is live. Make it an epic day. Tune in next week when I talk to my friend Trina Peckham. She's a marriage and family therapist and the grandmother of several children. Have a great day. Hi, friends. I hope you're enjoying the Epic Mom podcast as much as I'm enjoying making the episodes. Each woman that I have interviewed has been so inspiring to me, and I hope she has been to you. If you know of an Epic Mom that you'd like to see on the show, drop me a line and give me her contact information or ask her to reach out to me. I would love to meet more Epic Moms. You can reach me at messaging through the podcast or at walker.carol at gmail.com. Make it an epic day.